Moto One Podcast Network. Welcome to Creative Writing, America's weird uncle of motorcycle podcasts. We're the big sounding podcast with the tiniest following. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more details, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to your crazy, crazy show. Oh, yeah, I feel it already. God, better turn this off. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another fabulous episode. I said fabulous, and I meant fabulous. Welcome to a fabulous episode of Creative Writing Podcast. Hi, this is episode 220 of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. That banging you hear in the background is uh, my machine gun. All right, sorry. That was my, actually, it was my guitar. I have my guitar on my lap. Oh, I didn't pick up that time. So I have my guitar on my lap, and uh, I just wanted to tell you that last week uh, I played a good couple, like, I don't know, last week's show was about two hours long, and I played guitar quite a bit on it, and then I went back and erased the whole thing because I thought, hey, this has nothing to do with riding motorbikes. I was making up stupid songs uh, about the studio and stuff like that. I was like, no, no. So I wanted to welcome you to episode 220. It's hard to believe we've made it to 220 episodes so far. Uh, mm, mm. Taking a big old swig of coffee right now. I got my guitar on my lap because tonight I might play some songs. And I got a little inspiration from a patron that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, just wanted to remind you, I'm going to crank up my voice this, uh, episode too, because I'm so sick of being the tiny, tiny piece of the audio spectrum you can hear. But right now it looks like I'm blowing some people's eardrums out. So I'm going to go ahead and lower this back down just a smidge, a skosh, as they say in Japan. Uh, there we go. And now if I'm too quiet and you just had to turn your audio back up, well, guess what? I did it for you, I did it for me, I did it for my best friend, he's a flea. And that's the song I'm going to be singing later today. It's about riding motorcycles, but trust me, uh, it's also about fleas. Um, so, speaking of fleas, it's flea season right now. I just went out and slapped a couple brown widows off of the old uh, KZ550 that I'm going to be uh, showcasing against the Nokomoto boys come one year from now. Um, which by the way, won't be long enough for me to even get it done. I can already tell you right now that I'm just a struggle bus. Okay. Just had to make sure that's, that's working. That's my fingers. So of course they're working. Um, so yeah, in this episode, uh, I talked to a few people this week, make checked in on the motorcycle community, made sure everybody is uh, rocking and rolling and doing, doing good and doing what they should be doing. I actually hear a sport bike right now. Let me see if I can crank this up so you can hear it too. 
There's no way you guys can hear that. Yeah, there's no way. If it comes down the street, I'll crank it up so you can hear the sweet, sweet sounds of a sport bike going late at night. Um, Again, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I might yawn a couple times, but uh, it is what it is. I I have chalked it up to this, I think. I mentioned on last week's show how much I've been talking lately, and literally I've started yawning at work too. And, I mean, we all yawn at work. We get tired, right? So I don't think that's what it is. I think it's that... Like just now, I'm not tired. However, I talk so much that I don't give my brain adequate oxygen and it's like yawning to make up for it. That's what yawns are for, to get your brain oxygen. When you're tired and you're going to sleep or when you're waking up, that yawn gives brings uh, excess oxygen to your brain to wake it up or mm, help it drink coffee, so on and so forth. But I think I have been talking so much and expelling so much exhaust that my intake is off. So I need to rejet my body much like you would rejet a carburetor or I need to adjust my fuel mapping, so to speak. And I need to talk like William Shatner because if I'm going to be expelling large amounts of words, large amounts of oxygen... My body keeps yawning every few minutes to take more in. I, ha- I have a big, I have big lungs and a big old mouth. Uh, some people will say my mouth is about thirty-two percent of my overall body, and if you're good with math, you know that's like one third, al- almost a third. It's just shy of a third. Oh my God, I'm in standard tuning. Whoops, I was supposed to be in the opening tuning. Well, now I guess I'm not going to play anything on the guitar this this, uh, this week after all. But, so yeah, if you hear a couple yawns tonight on the show, uh, note that it is 3 o'clock in the morning. And note that it, <clears throat> I have been, um, yeah, look, I, I didn't pick up anything, did it? Let's see, let's check the switch. Play, you stupid son of a gun. The Noko Moto Boys got me this bitchin' switch, and I don't think it's working. Uh, it's supposed to turn the guitar on when I press it. If it's there, it's not very loud. We're going to have to fix that. Okay, well, I switched tracks. So let's see what happens. Let's see if that fixes that. And uh, I guess I should turn back this track right here. Make sure. Yeah, sounds like we still got the sound effects. All right. Well, well, I'm good to go then, and uh, we can continue on with the show. So, yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 220. If I was on it this weekend, and let's see if I am. Yeah, you can actually hear that. Okay. Uh, I would have made this about electric motorcycles. And if you're asking me why, well, it's in the States, at least. I don't know about Canada, and I'm definitely not sure about um, the rest of the world. But in the United States, uh, our power comes basically in two settings. Our homes are wired with you, most of the outlets are 110, 110 uh, gigawatts. Or gigawatts, I think. If they were into, if uh, Back to the Future had been filmed nowadays, they would probably would have said gigawatts instead of jigga, um, jigga, 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 jigga. But um, since it wasn't, 
It's gigawatts, and that's what my house is powered by is 110. But then you have specialty outlets, which are 220. Like usually your dryer, your washer and dryer system is 220. Uh, if you have some some garages and most shops have 220 because uh, welders and compressors and all the heavy-duty equipment has to run off that. So uh, 220 is the maximum uh, that you can get here in the United States. There might be some shops, some specialty applications that have way more, but most of the wired outlets for uh, for appliances and stuff like that, 220, you at least have one of those for your dryer. So that sounds like crap. Did that come over? Yeah, that came. That's coming over. Okay, so I'm gonna play. If you guys don't believe me that I play every uh, that I made up the Moto One Stinger, here it is. Moto One Podcast Network. Hey, what do you know? That's me. I made up that stinger. Um, now I'm as famous as the Yahoo guy that made up that thing for Yahoo. If Yahoo's even still around. Um, but. Yeah, let me turn this up too. Oh, yeah. I can already feel this week's show getting better and better. So, yeah, uh, I wanted to get back to this week's, um, get back to the show format. Uh, I mentioned that I we have checked in with some people on or in Motorcycle Landscape, making sure everybody's good. I got a call from Sweet Talker Brady Walker, um, and we were going to do a show last night. Both of us got busy. My wife got an award, and he sort of got an award. Well, he'll, he'll probably talk to you about that later. Um, but yeah, he was touching base to see how everything is going. I wanted to make sure he was doing well, too. Uh, he and his girl, Caroline, they are a huge part of the Southern California motorcycle scene. Uh, he puts on races. He puts on a lot of the classic track days that we were talking about before. He puts on what used to be the Moto Corsa Classica. Now it's going to be called the uh, SoCal Vintage Grands Prix. I think you should call it Grands Prix. Um, and also he puts on uh, a couple other things, you know, throughout the year. So he does a lot of cool events. And I think he was talking to me and they're trying to uh, button down the flat track racing that's happening. Um, if you're familiar and if you get, uh, if you're an AMA member, um, or you even pay attention to Moto America and all that stuff, you'll know that several different racing events, uh, that are AMA sponsored and that used to be AMA sponsored like Moto America, they're coming out with these things in order to race safer and they're coming out with like contingency plans on uh, trying to trying to actually make the season happen. Like, hey, it's contingent on these uh, situations, but if we can do this and this and this and take these precautions, guess what? I don't see why we can't race. So it sounds like racing is going to be starting back up now. Brady uh, is much more private, and uh, oh, hang on one sec. Oh, I am condensed right now. Not I, I. I actually did clean up the studio a little bit, but I have my setup condensed since I have my guitar on my lap, and I'm trying to hold 14 different things here so that I can work alone. Sans producer, sans uh, 
co-host to help me out with some buttons here and there. And uh, I don't think this thing works as good as I thought it was going to work. Either that or I don't have the mics adjusted right. I did a sound check earlier and everything seemed good, but now it doesn't. Um, so anyway, yeah, he's. I touched base with him. We're going to actually probably... Uh, I'm just going to record a little bit right now. And I may come back and record some more on this episode before shipping it out. Uh, partially because if if you're like me, uh, I've been busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. And I have not been able to listen to my favorite podcasts or any podcasts. Uh, I've been real busy at work. You know, I've probably mentioned this for the last four weeks in a row, so I won't uh, go into great detail again. But I just did want to let you know that I have been busy night uh, all day at work, actually, um, and it's kind of hard to blab all day at work, not get anything done, and then put out a podcast where you feel the same. So I'm trying to get back to some normalcy here. Uh, I haven't, if you noticed my absence, a lot of the uh, people reaching out on the Discord channels, the uh, public one and the patron-only one, I'm getting in there when I can, but please, those are also for you. Throw some, um, Throw some show ideas in there. Get a little chat going. Um, throw some ideas around for stuff that you would like to um, talk about or, you know, let's create some community in there. If you're not part of the uh, Patreon group, um, there is a public creative writing chat that has just as many people active in there, So, which is like almost zero. But go in there and start some cool stuff. Uh, my kids watch these like uh, YouTube people and they're always in Discord and they're always, uh, I don't know, there's always like 95000 Although these guys play video games, and who doesn't like to watch a good video game, I guess, right? So I get it. You don't want to go in there when there's nobody in there and just type something and then wait six days for a response because motorcyclists are usually out doing other stuff, and we're, uh, we don't want to spend our time typing on the Internet unless it's like Facebook or something. But I get it. Go into Discord, throw a show idea out there. Let's chat. Uh, and I am in there and, and I will try to get back to the patron chats. Like we, it wasn't really going anywhere for a while. Nobody was logging in, but we were also doing them, um, the night of the show. And I know that's kind of late for people on, thought that was going to be an alarm clock, but you get it. It's late for people that got to get up early in the morning. So we're not... I've, I've been typing in there, and we're sharing pictures and stuff in there, and I'm sharing Chris Singsheim's videos in there, but uh, there is a public one, and there is a private one. Just get in there and start making a community out of it, and we'll get in there together, and I'll show up one day. I'll probably announce a chat on this show. I was kind of hoping to do one uh, sometime this week. However, if you're anything like me or anybody, any of the other trillions of people trying to do something right now. Time is short, man. So um, what's when we thought we'd have all this time, we have very little. So, oh, that's not like a Pearl Jam lick. I can't, I can't do that. That's probably copyrighted. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just, I did want to say that I've been checking up with some people. Uh, I've been checking up with Nate Bickham, who he, he, he has not been on in a hot second, but we always... Whenever I'm out, I try to uh, find him. <sighs> Hot damn. <clears throat> I need to hook, th hook this up so I can 
push the button when I need to yawn. So this button that the Nokomoto guy sent me is a mute button, and you can push to talk or push to mute. Moto One is awesome. All right, so that's how it works. You push it. Like you shouldn't hear the guitar right now, or you're hearing it through my mic that I'm talking into. But now when I push it. hard for me to tell so maybe this thing's a piece of crap and i need to um maybe i threw the box around a few a little bit too hard before i plugged it in yeah, we'll see but anyway uh i got it for wiggins so that we don't have to listen to wiggins breathing or playing um uh call of duty or looking at birthday cakes while he's here so we'll see how it works um but if you're if you're like me, like the Nokomoto guys too, I know that they've been doing podcasts, but it, it's just like you have very little time. Uh, and so checking in with a few people, um, Nate, he was on the last the first time he was actually like a guest on the show was Twisted Throttles, but we always talk about his artwork. We always talk about uh, the cool stuff that he does. And this year, uh, I'm going to try to purchase some of his work for. Um, uh, Solstice Slam, which is going to be happening probably next month uh, or the end of next month, something like that. I guess I better hurry up and figure that out so I can tell you guys to start submitting your stuff. Uh, but I also just wanted to uh, make sure everybody's doing good. So like I said, Brady Walker is going to check in with us. I might uh, call him this weekend. We chatted a little bit, but um, we, were, we were just trying to set, set up a time. It's really hard for people that are working right now to be able to say, hey, uh, I'm going to be able to meet with you at this time because uh, everything is so up in the air. Um, and so we're going to get together. Uh, I checked in with Nate. I checked in with a couple other people um, that I know um, far away that are doing pretty good. So all of them have, have been on the show or have had contact with the show. I want to know how you're doing, though. Please uh, call in. Uh, you can leave us a voice. Yeah, do it. We'd love to hear from you. Call in 740-563-2858. Leave a voicemail for us. That's Creative Writing's phone number. Um, or email the show, uh, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Or go to Facebook and just hit the email button. And it's a lot easier than typing creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just go to your Facebook app. I know you still got it even though you despise Facebook and you love Instagram. Guess what? Facebook is owned by, or Facebook owns Instagram, right? So it's two, two and a half to one, a dime to the other. So, um, yeah, that is a lot louder. Okay. So I think I'm going to play some songs for you tonight at some point during the show. Um, we're also going to get back to, uh, our little schedule. So with that, let me just say we're going to do word of the week tonight. If I, I can't find my words and I can't find my um, paper, so I'm going to have to fake word of the week. Um, and uh, hey, this show is brought to you by Moto One. But the views and opinions and the participants of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of the Creative Writing <laughs> of the Creative Writing of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, the Moto One Podcast Network, any of its affiliates, and any opinion is the respective participants not intended to malign anyone or anything, even 
Yamaha Grizzly 750i four-wheel drive EPS uh, riders. Yeah. So, and this show is brought to you by our patrons, by the way, who, for no good reason, uh, support the show so that we can bring it to you. We just actually paid some bills. So thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. And I want to say thank you to John, Chris, Chad, Jerry, John again, Phil, Corey, Danger Dan, Chuck. Let's do John again. Same John, though. Uh, Matt, Narissa, Ray, the OGs, uh, Viffer and uh, Lance Pare, I believe his last name is. Perry Pare. And uh, John, one more time. Because why the hell did I write Mike down for two weeks? Mike isn't even a freaking patron's name, yet I miss John. So my apologies to John. John, I'm not only giving you what I owed you, but I'm doing some back rent, too. Um, so, yeah, sorry about that. I totally missed it. Thank you, patrons, for keeping me honest, too. Like, thanks for John for writing in and saying, hey, um, I'm a patron, but I never heard my name called on here. Listen, it's because I'm an idiot. That's why. I went around and I wrote down the names of all the people on our patron page and I tried to exclude the ones that aren't patrons anymore and a couple that are just like lurkers and I wrote down the wrong name. Didn't write down John's name. Um, so yeah, welcome to episode 220. Uh, tonight, I hope that everyone's doing well. It's been a struggle bus lately. Um, I hope you're doing good and I hope... Everything's going great. I hope stuff isn't getting you down. I'm not good at writing impromptu songs. I just started playing chords and I was unprepared to sing a song about anything except for Junkie Turpin in his underwear. Yeah. Do 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 do. ding any lyrics ready because I told you I was bad at writing songs. Ow! All right. Well, that's enough of that. I just made that up right there on the spot, if you couldn't tell, by my bad lyrics and my, uh, <laughs> my, my calling myself out for having bad lyrics. Um, so anyway, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well during this crazy time. It has been struggle bus, as my wife says. Uh, to those of us that are lucky enough to have gainful employment, you are truly lucky, and please keep doing what you're doing, even if it's like only part-time. Uh, there are some weird things right now. There's a few companies that aren't uh, going back to work right now because to go part-time would only uh, offer certain people um, – well, it would offer them like lower benefits than if they were to go. Oh, yeah. I quit doing that, man. I got to breathe in between words. I should have been learning that over the past five weeks, man. This yawning stuff, I, I hope it's not something that's like turning into a medical condition because I never used to. Uh, I would yawn sometimes if I was like um, singing. 
sometimes. I used to have, I used to take a um, singing class in college, and it was more like screaming. It was to be a town crier, and I was trying to um, hear ye, hear ye. You know, but those days are long gone, and that was replaced by radio. Um, but I would yawn sometimes then, and it was because we were exhaling so much. So you'd think that having said that at the beginning of the show, I would have stopped to take a few breaths. So there, you just heard me do it. I'm going to try and do that every once in a while to keep from yawning. God dang. Who knew that, like, who knew that I'd, yawning would be my problem? <laughs> so um, last week I did it too a little bit. And and when I was, uh, the show that I totally canned where I'd played a bunch of music and songs, I was yawning like crazy. And I didn't put the two together until, like, just this week when I was like, I haven't shut up. Like, I talk all day, and then I'm going to, like, yak a little bit after work, and then I'm going to go do a podcast? Like, no, I don't think so. <sighs> okay, but anyway, I just wanted to say, for those of us that have uh, gainful employment, yay. For those of us that are um, unemployed right now, please take this time. Um, we We miss you. We love you. We hope you get a great job or find something that you love to do that you can start making money out once all this crap turns around. And I just wanted to say... No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't have a song for it. I guess you probably couldn't hear that anyway. I guess I got to step on that stupid pedal for you to hear that. But so anyway, yeah, uh, I just, I do want to say that history kind of repeats itself, right? And I was listening to my wife teach a lesson this week and I, it just made me think I was already going to do something about history re- repeating itself and then I was like wait a minute like this really is like time just really does repeat itself it's so cliche and it's the damn truth um so yeah I, I wanted to talk about that I wanted to get back into our old sh- old show formats of having a word of the week and I did want to talk about crankshafts again so I may record a little bit tonight and I may record a little bit tomorrow just so that I don't just ramble for two hours. I know your time is valuable. And like I said, if you're like me, I haven't been able to listen to the podcast that I love and miss. Um, I've had to like listen to bits here and there. I've got like 26 talk show episodes that I listen to. Good thing I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I would That'd be like 26 episodes of Joe Rogan is like five years of your life. <laughs> yeah, true. It's only 26 days for him. But to listen to it would be literally, it would take me five years to listen to 26 episodes. Uh, uh, like one, one episode of his would take me like a week to listen to. Um, and then he does that every day. So yeah, I have a few Cleveland motos backed up. I'm pretty up to date on uh, on the motorcycles and misfits because I just kind of can kind of play that in the background and not really pay attention to what they say. Uh, they've been talking to a, a lot of stuff. They've been taking over creative writing's job. They've been talking to people in the uh, industry, um, but they're talking to like you know some pretty good deep industry people. That's exactly what. Uh, I wanted to do with this show, so they can have they can have this. Creative writing's gonna be making a metamorphosis into a uh, prose and poetry and music lessons school. We're gonna teach you how to ride guitar, uh, ride guitars, and play motorcycles, or vice versa. Ride motorcycles and play guitar and write songs about that. So be prepared for that. Also, that does remind me that Narissa, one of our patrons, had a really good idea. Why don't we do something, patrons? And uh, I'm going to try and... I was going to record a video tonight, but it turns out this the studio has been in such disarray for the last few months. No? 
Yeah, has it been already a few months? We're only like on day 60 or I don't even think we're at 90 days of this corona thing, but I've already I work from home for Pete's sake. Like this is all normal to me, but just having not having a normal routine with the rest of the world has thrown me off. And so the the studio got messed up a little bit and I like can't find some equipment. So I couldn't find some of the cameras I have. I I must have taken them for their little GoPros, so I must have taken them on a ride. And just not put them back uh, in my bag or something. So I got to find those. That's awesome to lose a couple cameras. Um, and then I misplaced some audio stuff. So yeah, it's great. Um, feels real good. Feels real good. But yeah, so I cleaned the studio up a little bit tonight. Um, I was already worried about recording this show because uh, I don't want to stay up till you know five in the morning. Three in the morning is bad enough. But um. But yeah, so I cleaned the studio up a little bit and got things kind of straightened around and was trying to figure out how to uh, better this place. I might have to change uh, studio locations um, just to kind of make things fit in here to keep this as a workshop and still be able to record in here. So while we were all thinking about me recording in here, I went over and I unplugged the stupid guitar and now it's way loud I, th I don't think that switch was working right I think it was really muting uh, stuff and I'm not I don't usually play in standard tuning I usually play in open tuning so um, we'll see like Junior Kimbrough. I certainly do. That was dedicated to him, but that wasn't take me to the city. It was meet me in the city. <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Um, so yeah, uh, getting into this week's uh, topics and getting back to the old format, we're going to have a word of the week this week. Um, patrons, I am going to send you some stuff. As we're, I, I don't know what's happening. Let me quit stuttering real quick. I don't know if we're back on a soft open yet, but it seems like more and more non-essential stuff is starting to open here in California. Um, it, it, either that or like there's just like a little bit more of everything. I saw a ton of traffic today. And uh, it kind of looked like it was going back to normal. I haven't seen that much traffic in weeks. And I've been going out pretty regularly on rides and to run errands. And um, not rides, joy rides, but like errand rides. Um, and I think I went this weekend. Um, did I go this weekend? Oh, yeah, that, that was this weekend. And um, there seems to be a lot more people out. So I got some stuff coming uh, that I, I'm, I'm going to see. Can I start going to the post office again and sending stuff again? And, uh, not that the post office wasn't essential, but some of the other places that I go to, uh, do stuff for shipping, um, and all that jazz, it was non, non-essential. So I couldn't really do it. Um, so having said that, oh yeah, that, that thing did work because now this mic's picking up my voice pretty bad. What do you know? Um, so anyway, Having said that, I think I'm going to try and go out and do some, um, you know, just get some stuff shipped out to our patrons that's been lagging and uh, go get some, uh, start to pick back up my own stuff and, uh, you know, get stuff shipped out and, and do some cool patron stuff. Get back on the patron wagon, bandwagon. Um, one of the things I wanted to do was my kids have been making up this new product and... Um, 
I want to see how the patrons like it. It's called Paper Fine. So today, uh, the word of the week is going to be Paper Fine. And once this bell rings, it's going to be the word, again, before the bell rings, the word is Paper Fine. All right, that is the word of the week. Since my can is totally empty over here and my dog, my wife's dog, probably ate the papers that fell on the ground. That dog, ooh, I almost said the word of the week. I got to be careful. Um, that dog will eat anything, any paper, any, um, you know, any plastic. I don't know. She ran in, she just randomly ran into the house and gobbled up some fuzz. She sees something on the ground and she thinks she has to eat it before you get it. And so she just went and gobbled up something. And then the other day I walk out and she's under the table and she saw me walk out and she go, so whatever she had in her mouth, she gobbled. Um, and then out in the yard once in a while, she'll just be out there and randomly barf up like, Hey, uh, I'm going to walk over here and sniff this and like a, a half of her rubber bone comes out. And I'm like, what in the actual, what? So that's what I say. What in the actual, what? So that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, so uh, that dog eats all sorts sorts of crazy stuff. And I think that she ate the words of the week that fell on the ground because they were written on paper, not paper what the word of the week is, but uh, regular little pieces of, of uh, what's it called? Uh, sticky notes. And that's probably her favorite type of paper product. I caught her actually trying to eat some desiccant uh, material out of a package the other day. So I should have just let her do it. Idiot. Um, but then I would have had a very expensive medical bill for a dog that I don't want around. And ironically would have ended up playing tons, paying tons of money to keep her around. So let me tell you about the word of the week this week. My kids made a product for me. It's called the word of the week. So I can't tell you what it's called, but you heard me say it a minute ago, you geek. It's something I want you to try out. All you patrons, I'm going to send you some. Keep it in your backpack in case you get lost. You need to start a fire like a bum in a 50-gallon barrel. Alright, I just made that up right on the fly about this new product my kids have called Paper Fine. Oh, I said the word of the week. You know what happens when we say the word of the week? We have to assassinate. We have this glorious bag. Not a bag, it's a basket of cute kittens. But guess what? Due to the coronavirus, uh, cute kittens are all out of stock. So guess what we got over here? We got a basket of those weird penis fish. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Penis fish guts all over me. They're those weird, you know what they are? They're like, I forget they're called. They're like enderworms or something weird. And uh, they look exactly like sea penises. That's uh, I think that's what they're called. Sea penis fish. Sea penis fish? Yes, I see penis fish every night. From my boat. The SS filthy butthole. Um, so, yeah. Uh... Not only did my kids make this new product called Paper Fine. Oh, God. More penis, sea penis all over me. God, this is... Sorry, dog. Yeah, I yeah I know. Now my other dog that doesn't eat everything has sea penis all over her, and the dog that does eat everything would have probably been fine with it, just gobbling up 
see penis fish all over the place. Um, but anyway, yeah, this new product that my kids made, I'm going to send the patrons some. It's this v- extremely soft product that they made. I'm not going to say the product name again, but they're like so stoked on it. And I actually bought some, not with Patreon money because that's not how I'm going to roll, but I'm going to send it to you guys and see what you think. And I was like, God, I can't believe I... I'm, I'm buying this for my kids. I should tell them, hey, make something worthwhile, and then we'll buy it. But I was just like, yeah, hey, I'll buy it from them. They need some money. They, they're they trying to earn some money this summer, and they're only little kids. It's not like they're going to go invent, like, a freaking turbocharger, uh, you know, but they are inventing crazy little funny things that they feel are valuable. So I'm going to buy it from them and encourage their entrepreneurial spirit. And in the meantime, I'm going to send some to our patrons to test out for an everyday carry kit. And I was like, man, this is this could actually work pretty good for a fire starter. So you guys will see when you guys get it. This new um it rhymes with it's kind of like the actor in Red Dragon, his last name. And it it's like uh rhymes with um <laughs> Raper? No, I'm like, that's terrible. It's paper, and then the actor in Red Dragon, his last name. Because um, I don't want to blow up another basket of penis fish in the, in the studio. It's getting disgusting in here. Um, so, yeah, you guys are going to get some of that, and you guys will see what I'm talking about. So it'll be it'll be great. Um, also, the, the uh, another thing my kids have said to me, aside from the, the word of the week, uh, is my son told me I have hot, meaty breath. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but wow. Okay. Hot, meaty breath. Thanks, son. Um, we'll talk about that on another episode, I guess. So, yeah, no wonder my helmets all stink. It's because I have hot, meaty breath. They smell like uh, salami. All my helmets do. One of them smells like uh, roasted chicken breast, and the other one smells like salami. And it's because I have breathed my hot, meaty breath in there all the time. I didn't want to tell him he has a hot garbage breath because uh, he doesn't brush his teeth very good. And then when he does, it's like you smeared toothpaste all over garbage. But, you know, kid's only eight. I don't want to ruin his self-esteem just yet. I'll wait till he's 13. <laughs> anyway, that's how parenting works these days. Hey, uh, speaking of how parenting works, if you're a parent, how are, how are you doing in all this uh, quarantine junk? I bet you just can't wait to get back on your motorcycle and get out there and do something aside from listening to your uh, kid play on the internet justifiably now for 45 hours a day. Um, I got to say, I was, I'm really worried about my kids like not getting back out. I already felt like they were turning into troglodytes as it were, as it was. And when the quarantine first hit, it was crazy here in California. It was, it's been so rainy. Um, it's been sunny now, but, um, when it hit, it really did feel like a pandemic just because of the weather. Right. And I think Wiggins and I touched on that uh, a few weeks ago, but now that it's been just like beautiful every single day and they're just like, man, we're online all day. Our life is online now. I'm like, hell no. 
like, no. And I really wish uh, we rode as a family. I wish we were a dirt bike family because here in Southern California, a lot of people that ride are dirt bike families. And they take the rig and they go out to the desert. Well, I'm not a bajillionaire and, I'm not, and I don't work in construction. So me no afford the big bucks to have a toy hauler and five motorcycles. Um, well, four motorcycles and then a quad for the two dogs to ride. Um, but the people that do uh, live around here, that is the jam. That's like the SoCal jam is you take your kid out to the desert, right? And you learn to ride on dirt bikes. So I wish we did that because, A, we could get out. We could get away uh, from the house and the computers and uh, go out and do some fun motorcycle stuff together. So we got offered before all this went down. And I was like, nah. Not that I wouldn't enjoy it, but I would just hate to hear my wife complain the whole time about my kids falling and getting hurt. She's really worried about that sort of stuff. Um, and so I have been wanting to get them bikes. And I'm really eyeing a Super 73 for myself and then getting my daughter. Um, she has a bike, but getting she has an electric scooter too, like a, a legit, looks like a... Uh, Kind of like a Lambretta, but it's or a Buddy. It kind of looks like a um. What what were those called? Uh, a Geely. I think Geely was the brand. Uh, it kind of looks like that a little bit, just like a a rip off of an Italian scooter, but it's electric. So, uh, I want to get that done for her. That wasn't that was a yawn, by the way. That wasn't a, a lyric. Although some of my lyrics do sound like that. Now you know I don't have an album out. <laughs> and now you know why we just lost like 14 people uh, turned the podcast off. So they're like, this isn't about motorcycles and it's not creative, god damn it. And they just threw their phone out the window. So I'm not paying for a new phone for you guys. Um, so yeah, I do want to get out and I, I want them to get out, but I think we're going to do it on two wheels in a different way. I just, I need to get my son able to ride period. Cause my daughter can ride and she can ride uh, motorcycles and stuff. She's pretty good, but my son, not so good. He's good at falling down. He can't, he just falls down just walking. So I'm a little bit afraid for him to get on anything other than a freaking padded room which is where he's going to send me one day. Um, so, yeah, we got that going on. Um, word of the week, the paper fine. Uh, no! Ah! Some sea penis fish went on me, and now I'm grateful that I don't have any body hair for it to stick to, but it's all over my motorcycle. And now I regret ever singing this song and making that word of the week. I didn't ever think I'd say it, and I've said it every five seconds. Um, and I even forgot what I was just talking about. Uh, oh, I do want to get my kids onto two wheels. Uh, the word of the week we talked about. Oh, and now the Moto Scan. So we haven't done Moto Scan in a hot second. Um, also, like Moto News and stuff like that. I told you, there's racing is kind of getting back underway. Oh. 
Oh, I have been watching the virtual racing MotoGP. That's pretty awesome. And as far as I know, it's still free. Uh, last time I went on their on their site, you did have to give an email, uh, but it was still free up until like the end of this month or something like that. So I think June first, a lot of people are going to be going back. Like it's we're going to have some some soft openings, meaning that like some stuff is going to be open. We're going to go back to some like non-essential things opening, but not like. Uh, sporting events and not like huge crowds and all that stuff. My wife and I actually had a um, next, uh, I guess next weekend would have been our concert that we were going to go to and it got pushed back to next year. So whatever, you know, a lot of racing got pushed back to next year, some sporting events. Um, I was just reading something about Feld um, in the AMA magazine that just came and Feld runs like supercross, motocross, circuses, like everything that they promote they're huge promoters and everything that they promote like is uh dependent on um yeah i know i know but you can't have crowds right now right so um we just got to do it without the crowds or socially distance like i know some track days just happened digs from digs and ghost i haven't touched base with him to see how he's doing but i could tell he's doing fine from his instagram account um, he just did some track days as did some of the, um, guys we've had on the show, like Tony from, uh, Shred Moto Co and Eric from Jiffy Tune. Uh, I don't know if he was out there or just one of his bikes was out there. I think he was, um, I think one of his bikes was out there, but yeah, those guys have been out there doing their thing. Uh, and so there was a track day and as long as you're not huddled up, you're in your own pit, right? Um, some of the Hell on Wheels guys, there was supposed to be a race this weekend out at uh, Lake Elsinore, I think, and it got canceled. And so that's what I'm saying. Brady was talking to me yesterday about his races, and they are getting canceled as well. He's, he's pushing them back because he's just like, I'm not ready to like open these things for no reason. Not only to lose money, but also to like cause people grief. His girlfriend doesn't want to go because it's not technically... Uh, you know, there's like no guidelines, no good guidelines to follow right now is if it's safe or if it's not safe. And then she's like, dude, you go down and get around a bunch of people and you're not coming home. You know, you're not coming back to the ranch until two weeks. So <laughs> that's how my wife is too. She hasn't been outside except for um, around the neighborhood to uh, to do her walks. So she's a little freaked out. And I was asking her like, hey, if you had to go back to school, like if you taught summer school, which she's not – uh She's been teaching online for the past few weeks. And, and so I said, if you, um, if you did go back to school and all the kids had masks, would you, would you be okay with it then? And she was like, yeah, I guess. But it's just weird for, and scary for some of the people that haven't been out uh, in public. So I get it. I totally get it. It's not like it's uh, not like crazy bad things are happening, but at the same time, it is, you just don't know. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. Let's take a break real quick and actually uh, hear from a couple sponsors, pay a couple bills, um, and then we'll come back and we'll get into the Moto Scan. And hopefully, I don't say Word of the Week anymore this week. But yeah, let's take a break right now and come back with some more. Hey, everybody. Moto G Pete here. Just want to have a real quick chat with everybody about why there hasn't been an episode for the last week or two. 
don't worry, we have been recording episodes, and they will be released soon, but I have fallen way behind on the editing. I am so unbelievably busy. Whew. The way what's going on has affected my work has not been trivial, and my kids, and homeschooling, and things with my house, and... Just like I am up to my eyeballs in everything. Not to mention that last week I took two days off to fix Swiggy's bikes. Oh my goodness. I don't even, I didn't even have time to do that and I did it anyway. I have, it took 116 weeks for me to fall this far behind on the show and the editing. But don't worry. The show's not over. The show's still going on every week. You know, just the, hopefully this week we'll release two, if not three episodes, just in quick succession as, as I can get them done. So thank you for being patient, not unsubscribing or doing anything rash. Please just have a little patience and bear with me for another day here till I can get something out to you. And I'll tell you, the episodes that we have recorded have been really good, too. We've got uh, Cole on the next one from bikebeats.com. That's really fun. And then we have a whole episode that's just me and Swiggy making predictions about the future. A whole Motodamus episode. And that one goes to some really fun places and brings up some interesting stuff. We've got some great best and worst bikes. It's a little scooter heavy, but it's interesting. All sorts of weird stuff there, so... Just bear with us, please, and thank you for your patience. Uh, and remember, we don't get paid a dime <laughs> to do it. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, I guess we wouldn't do the show in the first place if I wasn't busy, right? I just have to pack my time with things. But it's been a bit more than I can chew lately, and Swiggy can't stand to listen to his own voice on tape. So... Just, you know, there we go. So hopefully you'll hear more from us in a day or so here. Bye. Looking for a high quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby, though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today, and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin! Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers.
All right. Welcome back to Creative Writing. That was a little ditty by our uh, buddy, good buddy, long time, not friend of the show, but just a, an old, old friend going by Dad Bod with that rocking beat there. And I did a little guitar improvisation. I couldn't even tell you what time signature that was in. I was just like all over the place. Um, but yeah. So we're going to get back to this uh, this week's show. I'm going to take a quick break here. I'm going to come back and record the rest of this tomorrow because there's a lot I want to talk about and a lot I want to tell you. And uh, I don't want to yawn while I do it, A. But I also want to do a little bit of research. And I think there's a little bit more stuff. I know Nikki Hayden, the death, uh, the anniversary of his death is coming up. We should probably be celebrating his life. But that I think he was born in June or July. So that's a couple ways off. The anniversary of his passing, I think, is today, actually. Um, and so I really want to say some cool stuff about that. Talk about Nikki Hayden a little bit. Um, talk about the king. Talk about Nikki Hayden. I know uh, Kenny Roberts is king. Is king, but Nikki Hayden's a prince. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take a quick break. Um, even though we just got back from one, uh, you won't you won't even notice except for that I'm saying this now. Listen, I'll snap three times and. Uh, you won't even know that it's tomorrow, but it will be. It's Friday, baby. And if you pause this and wake up next week, hey, it's Thursday. It's uh, June, June 1st. <laughs> or whatever day it's going to be. I told you you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, it's the next day. And guess what? I'm ready to rock and roll, baby. I'm ready to rock and roll. Yep, yep. So everything's sounding good. Day two here in the studio. Cleaned up a little bit more. Still can't find those gosh dang cameras. But I'll I'll keep searching. I was like looking around. I looked around everywhere. I can't find them yesterday. But oh well. So hey, listen. Um, yeah, welcome to the second half of the show here. And I still got my trusty guitar. We're still in uh, open tuning or standard tuning. standard tuning but that's a little ditty for you song that I actually made up called Bowling and Stumbling <laughs> and I'll play it for you someday um, but imagine this imagine that it's 1919 1920 imagine it's 1920 um, you, you got rid of your pierce you had this beautiful pierce um, one of the very first American four cylinders ever made 
right? I think Pierce was four cylinders. Shaft drive, they perfected the shaft drive. Thing was beautiful, sounded like a beast. Didn't sound like a tractor. Was a little bit different than the Indians and Harleys. Um, it sounded like Moto One Podcast Network, didn't it? No, your Pierce was awesome, right? Your Pierce is nice. Um, you just got rid of it because it was a few years old. Yeah, this the Roaring Twenties. You know, uh, you're gonna grab a Henderson. You grab your Henderson. Henderson, of course, made famous by uh, Cannonball Baker. If you know about the Cannonball Run, Cannonball Baker did a cross country trip in record time on his Henderson, and therefore locking them into American motorcycle history. Um, and also, I think that there was a couple like trans global trips made on Hendersons. Um, they were like some of the first motorcycles to go around the world, or at least back and forth across country. I know Harley Davidson's and Indians did it too, because I did a whole, uh, figure what episode, I think episode 63 was all about the Harley Indian rivalry and they were already over in Europe at that time doing stuff, you know? So Indian had set several, uh, endurance records at the time, but there was other companies like Henderson, Excelsior, Pierce, um, Crockers came on later, but there was a bunch of early uh, Merkel. I can't forget Merkel and Mitchell and all the other ones that were super early in the game, um, along with, uh, you know, Harley and Indian. So I know that Pierce, I'm pretty sure it was like the Pierce Arrow or something like that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what model, but I know that Pierce has had really nice four four bangers, um, as did Henderson. Still got the yawn going on today, and I can't shake this. And I'm wondering if I should go see a doctor about like the fact that I'm not getting enough oxygen right now. <laughs> yeah. It only happens when I'm talking, too, which kind of scares me because I talk a lot recently, right? And I'm just like worried about it. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, let's get back to the history here. So pretend it's 100 years ago. Let's pretend it's 1920. Because things are feeling pretty crappy right now. And at the very top of the show yesterday, I know I told you that um, history has been repeating itself, right? So we feel like the housing market collapsed 10 years ago. We were, we've were we been playing some pretty crappy cards a little over 10 years ago, actually. It was like 2008, uh, 2009, 2010. None of, none of it got real better. We all forget that there was a crazy H1N1 flu, right? A few, like when Obama first became president that also killed a bunch of people. Um, and I totally forgot about MERS. I totally forgot about SARS, too, and all that great stuff that has happened. It's like the flus have come and gone. Uh, do you remember? I don't know if you guys remember the Hanta virus, but let's go back. Let's let's forget all these recent ones because I know right now there's a lot of people right, right now making a political statement about what's going on. Let's forget all that. Let's just go back in time to history and be on our motorcycle, right? We got rid of our Pierce. We got a brand new Henderson. Uh, it's 1920. World War One started a couple years ago with the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand in, uh, I don't know, Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia or something. I forget exactly where he got killed. Or Austria, I forget. But um, I know he, I think he was an Austrian... Um, 
I think he was an Austrian duke. I think he got killed in Czechoslovakia. I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, times are times in the world aren't easy right now. But it is the Roaring Twenties in America. We got the suffrage movement, which there was uh, there's a great centennial suffrage ride still maybe happening uh, this summer. We'll see. I promised to bring you um, news of it back in, like, February, and then this hit, and now it's already the end of May. <laughs> how things have how things have rushed by. Um, so, yeah, the suffragette uh, movement is happening, women's suffrage and voter rights and things like that. Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure on the year, but uh, I know in the 20s that there was a crazy uh, race riot that happened, not a race riot, but like a, a uh, uh, sort of a race riot. There was a huge um, uh, attack on the black community in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, there was Tulsa, it was like the African-American part of town or like the black part of town um, was uh, attacked. A lot of people had like private planes, like if you could imagine like the Red Baron style biplanes flying over, dropping grenades and any sort of like missile that they had back in the 20s on people. Like it wasn't cool. And then the Spanish flu, that's that's what most people are talking about is, hey, 100 years ago there was another pandemic and it was the Spanish flu and uh, it killed more people, I think, than World War One. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, I watched a documentary on it the other day and to be honest, I totally passed out during it. I was so freaking tired. And I was like, I got to read this for the show. You know, this would be interesting to talk about what's happening when we think of motorcycles in the 20s. And we're thinking like, you know, all these brands are, there was a uh, like 100 motorcycle manufacturers in the 20s. And then the Great Depression wiped them out. But before the Great Depression, we forget about World War One And um, all these crazy, if you go back to episode 63 and listen to it, I do talk about Indian and Harley, all the great stuff they were doing in the 20s and all the great um, records everybody's setting in the 20s. You know, the early, the the 10s and the 20s, people were just like going ham with the motorcycles, uh, trying to set all sorts of records, uh, as trying to get established. A lot of them were coming up and failing, or a lot of them were like, eh, bicycles aren't, aren't the thing. Cars are becoming the thing. And in the 20s, there were still a lot of horse-drawn carriages. Up until about the 40s, uh, I mean, you still see Amish people, but up until the 40s, I don't think cars were 100% like... Um, this nation wasn't a nation of freeways yet. Before like the 50s and 60s. And that's when we really started building all these super highways and stuff. So even in the 40s, I think there were still some cars. But I saw some street um, trolley footage from San Francisco around 1920, streetcar footage. And there was a hell of a lot of horse-drawn wagons still in 1920s. And you got to remember, motorcycles were replacing horses. And cars were coming around. Uh, Cars were still kind of like the boxy... They looked like wagons. They had like spoked wheels. They, you know, were very rough uh, up until the twenties, and then you start getting the Art Deco cars and the Duesenbergs, and then you get the, like the late twenties and early thirties, like coupes and stuff like that that we think of as like if you ever watch like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon or something from the forties, they have the swoopy back coupes um, and the high boys that became hot rods. If you know ZZ Top, that crazy car that I think is a Ford. Coupe, I think that's what it was called. 
Um, you know that style car. That's what started becoming popular like in the 30s and 40s. So the 20s was like the crossover between like basically a motorized wagon with headlights on it to those style cars. The 30s, 20s and 30s was really a crossover uh, era. So, well, like probably more like 30s. That's, I think that's when like Art Deco stuff started to become a thing. That's when the Indians that now look like uh, were coming coming from that, that era. So anyways, um, yeah, it's like 1920, let's say. This pandemic hits. You're, you just got back from the war. You have to wear a mask like you do in America right now. Um, it's the Spanish flu, even though I don't think it started. From what I've read, this documentary uh, that I watched and some of the other stuff I've read said it didn't start in um, Spain, but uh, that might be of where it jumped off into Europe or something like that. Like They actually think that one might have started in China as well. Um, or somebody brought it back from the war. So they're not 100% sure where it happened, but because um, there was a similar thing happening in China at the time. So it was just another one of those things that started like somewhere and got traveled around the world and killed more people than the war at the time. So, um, so yeah, we forget about stuff that happened to people in the 20s or, you know, when we're thinking about motorcycles and how great it was back then, we always forget. Like, hey, there was stuff going on for them as well. And when you're looking at it through, you know, you go to Wheels Through Time or or the Peterson or you go to the Harley-Davidson Museum and you're looking at what, what technology was there and you're looking at all the cool old bikes. Or like I used to go, uh, I've been to it a few times, the uh, Solvang Museum here in Southern California. They got some really old great stuff from like the beginning of the century when motorcycles were brand, brand new. And you're looking at it going, man, like these things are awesome. Like people were up to, it was the uh, like... Um, I don't know, sort of like the second industrial revolution, right? You know, and uh, Henry Ford had just made manufacturing, uh, like mass manufacturing a thing like a decade earlier and blah, 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 blah. And then you forget like, oh yeah, there was also World War I. There was also a pandemic then. There was, like I said, the suffragette movement where women are getting the right to vote and lots of stuff is happening politically uh, I think like you have the KKK running for, um, <laughs> you know, for an office, Calvin Coolidge and all that stuff. Um, they were spelling everything with a K because that was like, uh, to kind of show that you were like buddies with them. Um, the, uh, that I, I already mentioned the race riots in Tulsa, the, um, or the race like war that happened in Tulsa. Um, and then, I think in like Boston, there was like a crazy chlamydia outbreak. Like chlamydia was a huge problem on the East Coast, I think, in the 20s. And so all that stuff happening when you're cruising around, you're trying to forget the whole world. You're just trying to get out, get down on your Henderson and trying to pull a cannonball baker. And you're like, dude, if I can just last through prohibition and all the other crazy crap that's going on right now, I will make, I'll be fine, right? So I'm going to get on my Henderson. I'm going to ride across country like Cannonball Baker did. Do a couple uh, cross-country trips like so-and-so did. I forget. There was somebody else that did a really famous um, cross-country trip on a Henderson. Or maybe I'm trying to think if it was, it was around the globe or if it was cross-country. But um, 
I think, yeah, I forget. I'll have to do some research on this, but Cannonball Baker was the most famous one that I can think of, and that happened in 1922. So that's like a little bit after the pandemic and the war and all that stuff was clearing out. I'm pretty sure Prohibition didn't end until 24, 22, 24, something like that. Um, But yeah. Or maybe it was way longer than that. Maybe I'm totally off on the prohibition ending uh, that soon. But anyway, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff happening, and we totally forget about that when we we're thinking about the history of the motorcycle and how they make us feel. It's easy. That's why motorcycles are a necessary uh, form of therapy. It's because they make us feel. They help us forget what's going on and help us be right mentally. Right? Two two knees in the breeze, two wheel therapy, all that crazy stuff. It's true. And no matter what you're into, whether you're into firearms or sporting and hunting and fishing, camping, all that, the Boy Scouts, all that great jazz, I am sure that within the last hundred years, from 1920 to now, uh, there's been something significant that happened. And you look back at that time with the sugary coating over it, and you totally forget what else was going on around the world, right? So, um, so yeah, you get your new Henderson. You, you, it is a couple years into the decade. You're like, God dang, that pandemic was nuts. And so I'm thinking about us like, yeah, that housing crisis 10 years ago when the motorcycle industry supposedly was going to tank and like auto industry was going to go bankrupt. That was nuts. We pulled through over this last decade, right? And now at an all time high, when the stock market was at its highest, we have this in, in the U.S., we're just, like, rife with scandal. Like, we can't... If it bleeds, it leads. I hate, like... I don't know. Right now, I just want to uh, bury my head in the sand and go ride motorcycles all over the... Right? I just want to escape on my motorcycles right now. Um, and it's going to be amazing in 50 years, even looking back and saying, hey, man, what the hell is... Uh, where is... Um, what were we doing 50 years ago? Uh <laughs> Because right now there's aliens landing and like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we're doing space wars and shit. The first Elon Musk's finally co- colonized Mars or some something crazy is going to be going on. Um, or Elon Musk's head, because I'm sure he'll be dead in 50 years. And his head will be alive running Tesla and SpaceX and all that stuff. But it'll be an interesting time to look back and remember if you're old enough to remember in 50 years, God, I'll be 300 years old in 50 years. So if you're old enough to remember, um, like what happened now, what's happening now, and just uh, reminisce about the good old days back when there was just a pandemic and there was a financial meltdown, and then like all of a sudden we got this like crazy scandal where supposedly Russia is taking us over, and uh, well, it was actually proven that Russia did mess with the election, but. Um, you know, and then the whole thing happening in China and like a big war with Russia and the Middle East and Afghanistan. Like if you look at the last decade or 15 years, it's been kind of hairy with all the crazy wars that have been going on and all that stuff. So yeah, same sort of thing that people were dealing with back in 1920, um, going into the next decade. And I'm sure on their motorcycles, you won't read about any of this stuff. You know, when, when I was talking about in February... Black History Month, and we were talking about Bessie Stringfield and all the crazy stuff she had to endure. She's not famous for having to um, camp outside and sleep on her bike uh, because black people weren't allowed to get uh, hotel rooms in certain parts of America. She's famous because she was a woman and she was a dispatch rider 
and she was, uh, you know, did all this crazy stuff on a motorcycle at a time when women normally didn't do that thing. That's what made her famous, right? So we kind of forget about all the crazy struggles uh, that our nation was facing back then. And so that's why on this episode, I wanted to reminisce and take pretend that we are uh, back there and, and, and it's 1920, not 2020. And we think, oh, people had it so good back then. There wasn't running water. There was no, there was polio. You could still die of polio and leprosy, I think, uh, and all that great jazz, right? And then the Great Gatsby and the Great Wrath happened right around the same decade. So it's like we went from rags to uh, riches to rags as a nation. Um, and yeah, that's another thing. I, I mentioned at the top of the show, hearing my wife teach about the Dust Bowl the other day to her students. I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't too long after. So, First off, you have this crazy war in 1917. You got great things happen on motorcycles in 1917. And actually right here, uh, Alan Bedell sent the transcontinental record on a Henderson Henderson uh, with a three-speed transmission in 1917. Um, and then the record was reset by Cannonball Baker in 1922. So that's where I was thinking about the Henderson Thing so yeah, the people were riding them across um, uh, across the continent and setting records back in seventeen when World War One's happening, and then we get pulled into World War One. Uh, we get this crazy awesome pandemic worldwide. Um, there was a uh, I want to say something happened right around then too in Europe that affected. Uh, a lot of the world. I just can't think of it right now. And it's not the flu and it's not world war one. There was, there was something else too. Um, <clears throat> and, um, uh, leading up into that, going into the end of the twenties, of course we hit the great depression, right? Like, you know, so the middle of the twenties was like barely good. There was a good, a good run there after the pandemic and the, and world war, world war one, we had a, a decent decade. Um, suffrage, suffrage movement was uh, gaining traction and getting um, w- women's rights to vote. We start partying in the 20s. Of course, prohibition did happen, and the gangsters, like the mafia, was really big back then. Um, and this is all American. I have no idea what's happening like in other countries at this time. But, uh, yeah, so turns out um, the end of the 20s, we just fall in the toilet, just like we did in 2008. So if you think 2001 was bad when we were, had a huge terrorist attack, the worst attack on U.S. soil, the country came together as a nation. That lasted a few years. Then all of a sudden, and that's the worst thing we'd ever had. The airlines were shut down for a week while they figured out uh, if terrorists were going to bomb more buildings with airplanes. A week almost crippled the airline industry. Imagine what these last three months have done. You know what I'm saying? Um, so 2001, we thought it was the worst, and we pulled through then. Made it to 2008 when we crashed. We pulled through then, um, and, and we've been in a war in Afghanistan ever since and had troubles with uh, uh, not only the Taliban, but now um, Daesh, as they're called, or as we call them over here, ISIS or ISIL, um, depending on who you who's doing the reporting um but yeah like we've had um the islamic state now has has been on the radar for a while so we've had a crummy we've had a crummy good 
15 or 20 years. And I don't know if looking back in the motorcycle historic history books, we're going to remember that and be like, Hey man, the V rod got canned in this particular year. Well, guess what? Like there's a whole bunch of other crazy stuff that happened that year that nobody's ever going to remember when we're talking about motorcycle history. And Harley came out with a live wire. Oh my God. It took him five years to come out with it. They promised it like back in 2014 when they had the project live wire. And now it's actually here in 2021. And it's like as much as a Chevy, Volt, you know, and like all this great stuff, we're going to forget. We gloss over the bad things that happen. And that's why I love motorcycles. I am also a big history lover and I love to tie the two together because when I look back at the history of motorcycles and what was happening, it's almost hard to believe that the world was in such like dire straits at one point. You know what I'm saying? It felt like the world was ending then. And that was a hundred years ago. And it's funny to think that 1920 was already a hundred years ago. Um, but yeah, so a hundred years ago, uh, Whenever I think of 100 years ago, I think of back when I had to fight my first dragon. And uh, I think we won the battle of uh, <laughs> Tukumkari. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so 100 years ago for you now is 1920. So, And if you're born today, goo goo gaga, gaga goo goo, that means hello and baby. And uh, in about 10 years or 15 years when you're getting into cars and motorcycles and uh, the opposite sex or the same sex. And probably in 20, the people born nowadays, like there won't be a sex in 20 years. We'll just all be androgynous lizard people. But anyway, well, at least we'll ride motorcycles still. I know that much. Um, but yeah, so it'll be an interesting look back at like, Hey man, even like 20 years ago, what was happening back in 2020? Uh, music didn't sound like this. Uh, <laughs> So that's what music is going to sound like in 20 years. That's my prediction anyway, but we'll see. Uh, only time will truly tell. Um, but yeah, if music does sound like that in 20 years, please, somebody find this and make me a posthumous uh, uh, superstar. No, that, that had too many um, actual notes in it. It's got to just be like all like sound like weird sounds computer sounds um so yeah i don't know it'll be kind of cool to look back i just thought it was kind of a neat idea this week to look back uh a hundred years and just kind of you know history does literally repeat itself and 10 more years i'm sure there's going to be some other bs and politics never gets easier with the new deal it was a lot like um obama's redoing of the Bush administration's redoing of the uh, Clinton administration's redoing of the fir uh, first Bush's administration, and now Trump's doing it again. So, I mean, politics, motorcycles, all history, they always repeat themselves. All I know is that one thing is for sure. When times get bad, people usually drink, and I'm missing that right now. Uh, I wish bars were open, and they will be pretty soon. Um, there are some things doing a soft reopen, God, I just can't wait to make this new sound. Hang on, I gotta make this cool song. Okay, I think that was a hit single actually in 20, 20 years. That's gonna be like these, the bomb song. They're gonna like, it's gonna be like Sugar Hill uh, Rapper's Delight. You know, that was like 40 years ago now, 45 years ago, something like that. My my song that I just made right there is going to be like Sugar Hill Gang. That's going to be like the rapper's delight of 2040. Um, 
so yeah, anyway, uh, there is like a lot of cool stuff ramping up. There is also a lot of cool stuff getting canceled. Um, but I do know that there's been a few rides and a few uh, meets here in SoCal. And I think around the States, um, I haven't read anything in England, although I do listen to a, a friend in Chatter. And so I heard them talking about they are going to be allowed to go riding now. Um, or like they're doing a little, like a soft reopen in, in, uh, in England um, and all of the UK, I'm guessing, where they're n- the travel restrictions are getting eased. So you can go out for a leisure ride now and not get your head blown off. Not that they have guns in England. They do, but I mean, not that they use them on people. You probably get a good yelling at over there. Um, but yeah, so here I've been uh, going on a weekly ride just to get the bike out, keep the uh, battery charged up and air in the tires and all that. Um I know some other people I've been talking to a lot of our patrons via email and I've been talking to a lot of friends on Instagram via the DMs and uh, texting my other friends. I know everybody's been doing the same for the most part, uh, but nobody except for um, a few people that I know have got out and gone on an actual legitimate like couple hundred mile ride. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um but I, I do follow a couple of accounts on Instagram that track the rides and stuff around SoCal. And there's been quite a few large meets, despite the uh, social distancing. They're trying to keep their distance. Uh, but there's some rides where I highly doubt that was an actual thing because they were meeting up. Uh, so there's been a couple couple things going. But it's not hasn't stopped people, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And now I feel like there's been like a soft reopening, and I feel like there's more people out. I've definitely seen more traffic. I think people are like, listen, this has gone on a little bit. Like, let's start reopening some stuff and see what's happened. And so they are. And uh, I, I noticed way more traffic. I think I already mentioned that. If I didn't mention it on last week's show, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of this episode. I recorded it yesterday, so I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it ha- I have seen a pickup, and I've heard a lot more uh, bikes riding by in my neighborhood. You could hear them. They just... I hear uh, the way the, the mountains are around here, everything echoes right to my house. So I know exactly who's driving down uh, the street, even if I don't know who they are. I know the sound of their car, and I have it memorized. So, yeah, I've heard a lot more motorcycles driving around. Um, lot, I, I even heard the drag strip down the street. I've heard some engine noises coming from over there this past weekend. It sounded like they were running drags. So I was like, yeah, maybe they're doing racing over there now. So I can't tell what's officially open and what isn't, but I do hear the sounds of summer giving way, the sounds of pandemic rather, giving way to the sounds of summer and the sounds of activity and the sounds of things kind of getting back to some sort of normalcy or at least catching up to what people were missing. So if you, I would like to do something fun. Uh, I'm going to try it with our patrons first, so uh, I'm not going to, I guess, blab about it here. But I'd like to do something fun, and I think it's cool. If you can find something fun in your neighborhood, go for it. uh, There's a few rides that were supposed to be like Rolling Thunder that I've heard are getting um, done virtually via Rever. Um, I think Steve Noble was telling us something about that. Um, I think he actually has a ride set up, too, for to go around Cleveland. Um, lots of stuff. I know Vintage Days is supposed to be coming up. I think, uh, you know, pending the uh, last virtual race at uh, 
Hareth. Was it at Hareth? I forget where it was. But um, yeah, the last virtual race, I think Dorna's like ramping up to like start an actual race uh, pretty soon. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I still don't think Sturgis is going to happen. And I still don't like, I don't know about Laconia. I don't know when Laconia happens or when. I think there's like two Myrtle beaches or Daytona beaches that happens. Like, I'm not 100% sure if all that stuff's going down. But, um, I think that like the big meets for the most part, you know, I don't know if they're going to be a wash for this year. So I don't really care actually, you know, this year I've already feel like it can just fuck right off. Um, and I, I don't feel like I need to participate in anything, but I will try to do some virtually fun stuff, uh, for listeners of this show. I'm going to try to do some stuff for the patrons first. If it works out, I'll try to extend it to the general public and, when am I going to do all this? Your guess is as good as mine because I literally have been so busy lately, but I will try to. I'm literally, I'm, I've got all these ideas. I'm an idea man. I've been writing them down. We'll see if I can make them happen. So that is not R.L. Burnside, but it kind of sounded like it. That was uh, Billy, take your boat, take your bike to the shore. Take your bike to the shore and ride it down to the old meat farm. Take your bike down to the shore and ride it in the water. Catch a shark. All right. Oh, yeah, and I also was going to play something. I'm going to do a little... uh, Probably tune down to D. It's not tuning down, dude. (laughs) All right. I'll leave the guitar playing for another time. You heard me tune down to D there. I'm ready to rock and roll for you, baby, in a minute. Um, What else was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, the the 1920s, and then I wanted to get into crankshafts this week. Uh, Why do I want to get into crankshafts? Well, before all this crazy jazz happened, we were doing a... um, Moto scan where we were shooting our laser beam at a motorcycle, cutting down through the pieces of it and analyzing it part by part, top to bottom, uh, as a laser beam would intersect if it was cutting our bike to pieces. And we got pretty much through most of the stuff down into the engine area. And now we're getting into the crankshaft. If your bike is water-cooled, we blew right through the radiator and didn't talk about it. I'm going from an air-cooled perspective because almost everything I everything I own is air-cooled. And then I have Brivifers VFR over here, which has a radiator in it. I did a shoddy job of looking at that thing to talk about uh, what's going on with the old... Uh, <laughs> uh, radiator. But anyway, I, we talked about headlights, I think, but... Um, I think we could revisit that and signal lamps. Like I think we 
cut through that stuff. I think I'd like to revisit some of this moto scan stuff. I'd like to go back and listen and see what I did and didn't cover because it's, it is an interesting topic. Um, talking about halogen lenses versus, uh, led, everything seems like it's going to led recently. And that really makes, um, a huge difference as far as like your electrical system and the things that you can do. So, I mean, it might be worth revisiting. Uh, and more people are going to be messing around with headlights than they are uh, crankshafts. I can guarantee that. But it is always nice to learn something new and talk about something. And I myself am not a huge expert on crankshafts, although I do have a book. I'm staring at it right now. It's called How to Modify Crankshafts and Pistons. Is that what that says? Let me go get it real quick. And I should pause this so you don't have to listen to me walk over there. I might cut the cheese. And that wouldn't be good for you. All right, I am back. And I did not cut the cheese getting up to go over there. I, oh, are you kidding me? I do it when I get back. I sit down and let one rip. Oh, God. Anyway, where's my... Oh, I'm not, I almost said the word of the week again. And I don't want any of those weird fish flying all over me. Anyway, this book is called uh, How to Build and Modify Pistons, Rods, and Crankshafts. And this sounds like something that Chris Singsheim would get all giggity-giggity over. It literally has like how to alter the offsets and, uh, yeah, modify your modify all your crazy stuff to, uh, by all your crazy stuff, I mean your uh, pistons, rods, and crankshafts. But anyway, yeah, this is a pretty cool book. And it gets into a lot of the theory and principle behind uh, how crankshafts work, why they why they work, like what's the important parts of them, um, pistons, altering your piston, um, and not necessarily building from scratch, like forging your own, but they do talk about like altering, like your pistons. If you have like a um, like a wedge shaped piston, how uh, the spark plug ignites on one side of it, and the back side doesn't get very good, uh, you know, combustion because there's that big old wedge um, driving up the compression in one one spot. And if you cut the top off or put like a fire trough in it or a fire valley. I forget what the hell they call it, but um, like a fire wedge, maybe they call it. Um, yeah, how you can get better combustion. They talk about indexing your rod journals and like all sorts of great stuff in here, right? And it's really cool. And each little thing makes a huge difference um, with your, uh, basically your, uh, the way your motor runs. Um, there's also... This gets really deep into some of the crazy stuff. There's also, uh, uh, if you look at like the, um, if you think about crankshafts, um, if you don't, if you're not familiar with crankshafts, they're literally the the shaft that your pistons connect to, right? And the shape of them, the way they are laid out, it affects the firing order. It affects the uh, combustion. Of course, the the crank doesn't determine this, but the connecting rod does, and the piston uh, determines the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the, the torque of your motor. Um, and then the, the I wanted to talk about over square and square and under square motors the uh, weeks ago when Wiggins was here, but I knew he didn't really want to talk about it. He actually told me he didn't, so I was like, all right, well, I will talk about it um, on my own then. And here we go. 
when you hear about a, a motor that is over square or square, <clears throat> they're roughly saying that the stroke, uh, which is how far down your piston goes in the cylinder, is roughly the same as the uh, piston uh, diameter, or is it radius? Diameter, right? So uh, you got a three-inch piston, you know, maybe you have a five-inch piston, maybe you have a seven-inch piston, I don't know, maybe you have a 12-inch piston. You're driving a, a boat at that point, <laughs> a large steamboat. No, I mean, pistons aren't very big, uh, depending. You know, sometimes they're, sometimes, the bigger the bigger the number, you got like a paint can in your uh, in your motor going up and down, but it's also a lot of moving mass, so that's why the smaller motors tend, like inline fours and stuff, tend to use. Uh, they're only a thousand cc's. Where if you if you imagine like a Harley or an Indian, um, or even the Ducatis kind of max out around, um, I think like twelve hundred cc's. I don't think they go much bigger than that, do they? But um, they like Harleys go up to like 1800s. Uh, I forget what the biggest Harley is now. That one, the 117 Screaming Eagle motor. I don't know how many cubic inches that is. I don't know how big the piston is, but I'm guessing it's like somewhere around four inches, right? Getting close, three something. Um, and then my KZ, my uh, Spamala, her pistons are actually bigger than my KZ because it has four of them. And it's double the displacement of Spamala. It's a, it's a 550, where Spamala is a 250. So it's a little more than double. So it has way smaller pistons than, uh, pardon me, than Spamala. She has one piston making up about half of what that uh, KZ is with four. So you can imagine that her piston uh, covers the area of like two of its pistons, basically almost. So it's got little small pistons, but they can go up and down really fast. And they, they, uh, you know, with four of them firing in, in uh, rapid succession, it goes a lot faster and has more power than just one. Right. So the size of the piston doesn't necessarily matter, but the bore and the stroke, if they're roughly the same, so if the bore is like say like three inches or two inches and the stroke is two inches that's a square engine and that means your piston for the uh the diameter of it it only it's two inches around and it only has to go down two inches so that's called a square motor most pistons or most engines uh and sport bikes and stuff like that are over square over square means it's got a bigger piston than the stroke of the of the uh, crank and so the crankshaft basically is um whoops in combination with the rod length uh determines your um your torque and all that stuff and so usually over square motors have pretty good torque but they're really better at high end um because you're getting a bigger uh you know they have bigger pistons and they don't have to move as fast, so they got less rotating mass. You have to the further down you have to go, you have to slow all that travel down and do it like you, your crank spins in a circle, okay? And the piston and the rod weigh something, right? They they are mass, and so as the crankshaft is spinning and uh, getting exploding up up top, the uh, spark plugs are detonating and forcing your pistons and and uh, connecting rods down into the cylinder every time your spark plug blows up an explosion happens and it pushes that uh 
that uh, um, piston down, it's turning your crank because your crank is what's getting spun by the forces of combustion, right? And if you have an electric motor, just forget everything I'm talking about. So the way that the uh, explosions affect your crank is by its um, the connecting rod length, and that's why the torque gets affected because a lot of little short travel, if you imagine like one foot pound, if you have a lever that's one foot long and you put one pound of pressure of it, that's one foot pound. Now, if you have a lever that is shorter um, or it has less travel, you know what I'm saying? You're getting less torque, but you spin it faster, you're going to get more higher top end. You have a longer lever. Like I think a lot of diesels are under square, um, which means they have a smaller piston but a longer stroke. Um, and a longer uh, stroke means that there's more torque. Does, if that, does that make sense? Because it's got more, uh, tr- more travel, it's getting more um, pounds... Uh, foot pounds of of um, travel. You're not doing such a short travel now, where you where you're relying on higher speeds. You're relying on longer travel. So your your uh, your crank is turning. Um, you, your RPMs don't get as high, but you get more travel. So you're getting more uh, foot pounds. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the the force on it is is uh, more foot pounds. So that's why like a lot of sport bikes and stuff are over square. They got a bigger. Uh, a big piston that goes really fast up and down where uh, motors like diesels and stuff like that and even um, V-twins and stuff, they tend to have, they don't, not, they don't have huge old pistons in them, especially Harleys. <laughs> but lower torque and cruiser stuff, uh, I mean not lower torque, lower RPM and, and some cruisers and stuff like that tend to have longer uh longer strokes, bigger strokes, and that makes makes way more torque. Now, uh, Harleys and stuff like that, I couldn't tell you what they are right off the top of my head. I can't remember. But the the crankshaft also determines the firing order, you know, per se, because it's affecting, if you have four pistons, the shape of your crankshaft matters which one's up uh, and which one's down. And then which ones are in between? Or if two come up at the same time and two go down at the same time? Um, like the R1 for Yamaha is a cross plane. Um, and that one fires in a really, really unique way that it's almost like firing like a, uh, if I remember correctly, the cross plane kind of fires like a twin where two of them are firing right after each other or something like that. If you hear a cross plane uh, R1 go by, it sounds like a, almost like a V8 car, you know, it's so crazy. Is Or a high revving twin. It's really interesting the way they did that. But other other motorcycles um, are like, digga, 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 you know, like literally like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And then there's others, like I think some of the, um, oh God, what is the, uh, I know my 550 doesn't come up at the same time, but some of them, I can't remember what bike it is, but some of them, the middle pistons come up at the same time, and the outer pistons come up at the same time. Uh, not that the, not that they fire at the same time; they still fire one, two, three, four. But it'll the outer two will come up, and let's say the furthest left one will fire, bang! And as that goes down, the middle two come up, and then the number two piston will fire, bang! And then as those go down, 
the outer two come up again, and the number four piston will fire, bang, and then it'll go down, and then it'll come up, the two middle ones will come up again, and the number three piston will fire. So it goes one, two, four, three, or something like that. Like, that's the firing order. Um, I don't think there's any with one, two, three, four. I'm not 100% sure. Um, that cross plane could be, for all I know. I, I, I think that's one... F- one, two, three, four, three as well though. But anyway, the way that they fire is dependent on the shape of your crank. A lot of cranks, um, uh, are flat where it's like, yeah, they try, there's, they're either, how do I, how would I describe this? If you lay it on the ground, um, it's flat. So they're, the, they're, up and down, like they are op- opposing each other. They're 180 degrees. Your pistons are f- are, are rotating 180 degrees of, e- of each other. Um, there's other, whoops, I'm sorry about that noise. There's other crankshafts that um, have some that are like 90 degrees from each other. Um, and, you know, of course you need to have, um, it, it affects how far ro- the rotation is of your crank. And I know that like... Um, I think Triumphs are 270. I think they've been 270 for a long time, so they're not quite... Um, are they 90 degrees from each other? I don't know. What's 360 minus 90? Is it 270? <laughs> uh, my, my math is horrible. But I think you get what I'm saying. Like The way that your, your crank is shaped affects your... Um, not only your firing order, but the uh, deg- firing degrees and all that great jazz. Let me see, 360 minus 90. Yeah, it's 270. So the Triumphs are like uh, parallel twins that have a one one piston is 90 degrees from the other rather than 180 degrees from, from each other. So it goes, the firing order, instead of... Uh, Doof, 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 doof. That's how like if something was firing back and forth like a drum. Like that's 90 degrees, 200 or 180 degrees from each other, right? So when one's down, one's up, then the other one's down when the other one's up. The 270 would sound like this. And it would act a little bit more like a single, giving you a lot of torque, right? Because you're getting all that bang um, one after the other. Whoops. So... Um, yeah. So anyway, this modifying crankshafts and pistons and rods book is really cool because it does tell you like how to do, uh, like that's the basic theory of how, of how your crankshaft works. Um, this book really gets you into like modifying it to the point of like getting the most possible, uh, performance out of what works as a standard procedure and this is like, no, no, let's up your game a little bit. Reshape this, uh, <laughs> reshape that, plug this, plug that. Like, yeah, we're going to get you the most bang literally for your buck. Oh, God, I put this in half standard tuning, half open tuning, and now it's not going to sound right. Um, but, yeah, so your crankshaft is what uh, gets spun around by your pistons, uh, over square engines and under square engines just means that the uh, the piston is um, if it's over square the piston is bigger the diameter of the piston is bigger than the length that it actually travels if it's under square it's vice versa and if it's a square motor they're roughly the same you got like a, a two and a half inch piston with two and a half inches of travel up and down in the cylinder um, 
No, crankshafts, like I said, they provide the torque, but they also do, because the rod length matters and all that jazz, you can stroke a motor by uh, increasing the stroke length and getting a little bit more torque. Um, you know, you can you can do all sorts of cool, crazy modifications. Got It lowers the compression or raises the compression depending on um, the rod lengths that you put in there, but your crankshaft really... Uh, just determines like how the pistons fire. Um, and that's going to affect your timing. Like that's going to affect everything, right? We were talking about the camshafts and how that affects like literally everything. Uh, especially if you uh, have messed around with the camshaft and you got it wrong, you know, your bike runs like crap, your bike runs great. Uh, you know, you can play around with advancing it and this and that and switch things up. If you know what you're doing, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to break a valve, bend a valve. If you don't know what you're doing with the crankshaft, I mean, that's literally the most inner part of your motor and most people never even see one. But if you get down into there and you get it wrong, you're going to bend a connecting rod or you're going to blow a rod right out your motor. I saw Brady's uh, SR500. I don't know if it was during a race, but uh, I think it was. I think it was during the armor race last season. His SR um, decided that it didn't like uh, the connecting rod, and it threw it right out the bottom of the motor. Um, so, yeah, that, it didn't look pretty. And right, you could see the crankshaft because there was a huge chunk of uh, crankcase missing. <laughs> and you could see into the motor. Uh, you could see the crank crankshaft and where the rod used to be so the the bottom end of the rod blew off i think and it just uh combusted too hard and shot the rod and probably some of the piston out the bottom of the engine so it's pretty amazing when 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 rods let go um they uh you hear knocking sometimes and that's like ooh, that's bad news when you hear pinging then you might hear knocking and then you might just hear an explosion but when a motor lets go, it is fantastic. And when a crank lets go, I actually broke a crank before on a, on a car. It was my daily driver. Uh, shouldn't have been doing this, but it's when I was getting into autocrossing uh, air-cooled Volkswagen. Um, and I was trying to prove that without a built motor that they could be pretty awesome. Now, Volkswagens, you know, you get like a two-liter turbo and it's making like 400 horsepower and those things only weigh like, you know, barely 2,000 pounds or like lighter than a Miata if you strip them out. Um, of course, you're riding around on like 1960s um, braking and suspension, which really sucks. But I, I even fixed some of that um, with some really easy... They are really easy to modify. That's the one nice thing is that like you can cut and turn the... Um, leaf springs and stuff like that in the front. Um, do all sorts of stuff, but what you can't do is is make a uh, polish a turd and call it a Ferrari and expect to beat Ferraris. Um, I did beat a couple NSXs, which is kind of rad, but the course on an open course, they would have eaten me alive. And then it was only in the corners that I was able to finesse that idiotic thing around. But I took it to work. Like I said, it was a daily driver. Never race your daily driver like seriously because you will one day live to regret it. Motorcycle or car. You know what I'm saying? Do track days on your bike, sure, but don't start trying to like do legit track days if it's the only bike you got because you're going to one day regret it. And the racing bug is real. And you're going to one day realize that you can't have the best of both worlds. There's a reason why Josh Heron, it was amazing that he rode his uh, R1M or whatever it was to 
the pits and, and stripped it down and raced it a road going bike because they're just not made for racing and vice versa track bikes suck on the streets the tires don't get hot enough to grip the brakes don't get hot enough to start working properly uh the motors don't get like hot enough to run efficiently um and it sucks going 35 miles an hour on a bike that can do like you know 200 or whatever so don't do it don't fall into that trap but if you do uh you got to worry about stuff like I did, which is I left my car at work overnight. I forget what I was doing. I was like cutting something out, cutting the rear Volkswagens, uh, depending on where they come from, uh, notorious for rusting. Um, and part of mine was rusty. The back, like where the, uh, I don't know what they call it on the Volkswagen, but I call it the package area. The package tray was pretty rusty and I left it at work. I was making an aluminum one and I left it at work and took the work truck home. Um, and I worked at a body shop, and in the morning, we would pull all the cars into the shop at night, and the little helper guys would do that, and I would, uh, I just left the keys in it, and I was like, yep, pull it out in the morning, just be careful. Now, when I started my car, and I would, every morning, I would start it up and let it warm up, <clears throat> warm up not give it crazy throttle, um, drive it to work, right? And the same if I had a, I guess if I had a bike that was all hopped up, uh, with a whole bunch of performance racing parts in it, I probably wouldn't just like start it and give it full throttle. I'd let it warm up and uh, I'd be gentle on it until it got warmed up. And that's exactly what I used to do with my car. Well, one day I came uh, I came into work. Like I said, I was making the rear uh, package tray for it. Um, and it had a lightened crank and it had like a couple dowels added to it so that they could go into the flywheel and um, so the flywheels on the stock Volkswagen air-cooled only had like four pins and we'd like put eight in it so that the flywheels wouldn't twist right off the end of the crank once we started getting more power to it, yada, yada, yada. Make a long story short, um, one of the helper guys knew it was my autocross car and they pulled it out on a very chilly morning when the air, the cold, crisp air was combusting nicely and they just started it up and just fucking revved the shit out of it and it broke the crank. Uh, and it still ran because it's a Volkswagen. <laughs> I started to drive it home that morning or that day after work because I didn't pull it out and it just sat outside in the, in the yard all day uh, while I was at work. You know, I drove the company car home, drove it back to work the next day and there's my car out there. And I was like, oh, cool. They pulled it out for me. And I uh, did the rear body. Didn't have to, um, I didn't pull it into the shop. I just uh, went out there and did some measurements and got it ready to, to uh, put in. Um, and it was aluminum going on steel. So I didn't weld it. I was riveting it in anyway. So it's like, yeah, this whole rear deck area looked pretty sweet. Um, so I, got everything buttoned up and was like, all right, I'm going to bring it home tonight. And I started it and it just sounded like a friggin' tin. Like it sounded, it sounded like, uh, you were shaking a motorcycle chain around in an old tin coffee can or like a, you know, aluminum coffee can. It was sounded awful. And I was like, what? And it was still driving though. Cause like I said, it's a Volkswagen boxer twin, you know, 
it still had a couple. <laughs> the cylinders were pushing the crankshaft around. Still, or not the cylinders. The, the pistons were still turning the crank appropriately enough, and it was. I don't know how it didn't. Uh, the way it broke, it must have um, been able to turn itself, but. Um, yeah, it was making a God awful noise and it sounded terrible. And I was like, what the hell, what happened? And I go out there or I shut it off immediately. As soon as I, I drove about 20 feet and was like, that ain't right. And, uh, went over there and checked the crank end play, which is like, you grab, you can grab the, uh, on a Volkswagen, the pulley and rock it back and forth. And, it rocked when it shouldn't have rocked. And so I was like, Oh my God, the crank is in half in the motor somewhere. So I don't know how it allowed me to drive it for the second that it did, but it was awful. It sounded like, uh, putting a metal pencil in a pencil sharpener. Let's put it that way. And so, yeah, I've broken cranks before and, um, it's not as hard as you, as you might think if you, if you do the right thing, like by not warming it up and all that jazz. So don't do that. But so they're, they're, uh, Fun to modify. Sometimes they're a pain in the butt. If you break one, you will know. <laughs> and, and it's never good. And like I said, it is like the innermost part of your motorcycle, so hopefully you never see one unless you're used to tearing your motor down um, day in and day out like Mr. Singsheim. I think he tears his down after every race. I'm just kidding about that. But I think we're coming to a close on this episode. Um, an hour and 52 minutes, not too shabby. Hope I didn't bore you. Um, I know I've been really yawny the last few few episodes, and I'm going to try and remedy that by uh, going to see, um, trying to do some breathing exercises. Because, um, yeah, like I said, talking has got me, it's got me worried, actually, that... Um, not getting enough oxygen for some reason. <sighs> Too much talking, not enough breathing. Um, but yeah, get out there. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to try and hit up the rest of our patrons this month and see, um, again, I apologize to John. John, thank you so much for, um, for being patient with me and, uh, call me out like, Hey man, who's this Mike fool you were mentioning a thousand times? <laughs> in the patrons when you're saying thanks to the patrons. But anyway, uh, yeah, not only that, but, um, like I said, I'm going to try and get back into the stickers and get some printing and stuff done. Um, with my hot meaty breath, I'm going to call up and order some great stuff with my hot meaty fingers. I'm going to type on the internet. I'm going to try to start going full bore again. Now that the summer is here for everybody, riding season's here for everybody. We just need, uh, social distancing, I guess, and whatever. I just want to say there's two types of sheep in this world. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about people are idiots and people are sheep. There's two types of sheep. There's the sheep that follow what everybody else says to do and get made, made fun of. There's the sheep that think that they're wolves and don't realize that they're just following the other crowd of people. And then there's the actual wolves, which is the coronavirus, and it doesn't get a crap what your political, um, what your political uh, <laughs> views are or anything. It doesn't care anything about you, but it is there. It's not like it's a. It's not like it doesn't exist. Um, true, it might not have affected you. True, it might not um, affect anyone that you know. Um, but it's not like it's not there. So I get why. Uh, 
the social distancing thing might still be in effect. Hell, this mask thing, it's better for me. I'm hideous looking, and uh, I burned half my face off to begin with. You know, I was hideous looking before that, but I burned half my face off. So now I feel like I can actually be a normal... Um, I'm I'm like a modern-day John Merrick, right? So uh, I feel like uh, I can walk around in society without being stared at. So I like the mask thing. I might use it to my advantage, do a couple Instagram lives or something, or do some live streaming because I have to wear a mask. But uh, on that note, I did want to say also uh, Bruce Philp. I hung out with him. That's the very last show I went to was the Women's Moto Show here in L.A., and he was down for that, and we were talking about my uh my facial burns and stuff like that and i just got a bill for it this happened back in january i just got the bill for it today um and like my kid had had to go in for like a runny nose or something to the urgent care both bills together almost $600 just my face was like 350 bucks for the doc to go in and the doctor to give me a tube of like triple antibiotic ointment. I forgot they did give me a Tdap like tetanus shot. Um, and that was like a hundred dollars or something like that or $200 plus the visit was like $200. And I was like, God dang it. So all in all, it was like five, it was like 300 bucks after, after it was like five something before my medical kicked in and it was like 350 afterwards. So don't go to the ER and th- and it's got way more expensive. I, I don't know what the hell happened to uh, medical, but um, it just made me really think about writing in this situation right now. I definitely don't want to go to the hospital period for anything. Uh, even if it wasn't a pandemic, just to go in for burns on my <laughs> on my face. I wonder if they charged me a lot because I'm hideous, you know? Like, maybe it was like a hideous tax. I didn't read the breakdown. Doctor had to go to therapy afterward. Oh, yeah, I'm reading it right here. It says, doctor had to go to therapy <laughs> after seeing patient's face and gouged on eyes out. So I, I guess I'm paying for some of his surgery and uh, therapy too, so maybe that's why. But at any rate, yeah, I don't want to go down and eat it because my uh, ins- medical insurance for some reason went up when we changed vendors. Usually we try to negotiate down, but maybe there was no way to go down this year. Um, yeah, so not only did my insurance seems like out the roof, uh, <laughs> I couldn't imagine crashing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, who, who wants to imagine crashing anyway? But I just couldn't imagine crashing right now, plus uh, having to be shipped off to the hospital where, where a bunch of corona people. Because I was like, in LA, like, that's all that's there right now. It's like the coronies, the corona and the um, people dying of like <laughs> diabetes. So, yeah, who wants to go to the hospital with all that jazz? Especially if you're. gonna cause them to die of heart attacks because you're so hideous but anyway all right uh rant over and show over and uh please check out the nokomoto boys i i heard they're gonna be back uh next week maybe next week they're gonna be gonna be back as soon as moto gp uh is not called to duty 
And as, like I said, more businesses uh, and restaurants are opening up, I have a feeling he's only going to get busier. So we'll see. But stay tuned for that. And uh, Weekly Wiggins, we'll see if that returns. I will uh, get with Wiggs and see what he's up to. We're going to be doing, I'm going to be reaching out to some of you patrons soon uh, via email and uh, kind of find out the status of writing in your area. Um, like I, John, who I've been talking about, I uh, just emailed him literally yesterday. And he told me that he may be going out to this virtual ride that's taking place of Rolling Thunder. Um, he's not going to be, be able to meet up with his sweet honey uh, because they're still kind of on lockdown wherever he is. So, um, yeah, so depending on your riding uh, capabilities, we'll get that ironed out. Also, listen to the Moto Twins. I'm not sure if they're coming out every week or every other week. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. Uh, their schedule, even though I helped them produce the show, uh, go figure. I don't know when their release date is because they're on some platform that doesn't release uh, exactly like um, iTunes does. So uh, having said that, have a great weekend. This is Memorial Day coming up too. So uh, remember that. Remember Nikki Hayden. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And we'll talk about um, some... What'd you do for Memorial Day? We'll talk about uh, coming up for summer. And I'll try to remember to talk about uh, events that may be happening um, and rallies and stuff like that. So, all right. Late peeps. Have a good Friday. Bye.